We're back. Alex, what's going on, man? How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm smiling and laughing because you didn't tell me what you're going to say, and usually you don't, but you're like, it's going to be real short. So I thought, I don't know what I expected, but I never know what to expect with you. So, <laughs> But I don't know why. That just got me. <laughs> I'm still like laughing. No. Um, it's good it to be It has back. been a while. It's been five and a half months, so almost yeah. to the day. So yeah, it's it's been a while, but we are alive. We're here. Um, we didn't, you know. Um, yeah, great. I, yeah, good, good job. I can't think of the word. It starts with a D, and I almost said defecate. That's not the word defect. <laughs> but my brain was like, don't say defecate, and then it like wouldn't let that word go. So then it was just it, like, don't say it. Don't. That's not the word. It looked like your body took a screenshot. Yeah, it's because bro froze up. Bro's been frozen like this for thirty minutes. He hasn't moved. Yeah. We did not defect to you know use back to stand or anything. We're here. Um, no, it's good to be back. How about you, man? doing pretty good i can't complain uh just life work and baseball that's about it true you uh just started up you guys had your first games of the spring season scrimmage or scrimmage uh yeah we had our first scrimmage of the spring season i started coaching i don't know if i if i uh i think you 100 percent people know that yeah i uh so i've been coaching rec league baseball and then i started coaching for a travel ball team uh, our, our fall was a little rough, um, did, did pretty well in a couple tournaments and hopefully your mic is muted right now because that sounded terrible. <laughs> Don't worry. It was, <laughs> um, but did, it did well in a couple tournaments, but overall, but the spring we're looking some better had to, uh, had to cut one of the kids, which sucked, but get better. It wasn't even that he was a bad player. He just had a terrible attitude. He was trying to fight kids, and yeah, it was a it was a whole thing. Yeah, then that that doesn't feel bad at all. Fuck that kid. No yeah. offense. Like, <laughs> what? Um, I thought yeah, it was gonna it was be like disaster. he wasn't good enough because I know he had to do that last season, and it was upsetting. And I I totally get that when you pick the all star team, like the best yeah. fifteen of three hundred kids, and you knew a lot of them. But like bad attitude, like pound pound, like go kick rocks, man. Like yeah. So that that kind of sucked, but um, yeah, we had our first scrimmage. We won fourteen to four, which is just a scrimmage, so yeah. not that big of a deal. Uh, but you know, beat the other our other <laughs> the the other coaches were like, "It's just a scrimmage. Don't take it too seriously." And then after they went away, I went, "No, fuck that. I want to hang fifty on these kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we're coming out swinging. Like it's it doesn't matter. Treat yeah. this like a game. Like I love those guys, but honestly." Fuck them. They'll, they'll hang 50 on them. Yeah. I do not care. True. Uh, bat flip, even up 49. Like, I do not care. <laughs> I want you to try and hit that cloud with your bat. I want you to pimp one. Yeah. So, that was uh, that was fun. That was yesterday. Uh, and then I ended up golfing yesterday. I've been 
I know I was golfing the last time we were recording, but have been really getting into it now and been getting better. So that that's been fun. It's given me something to to work towards and work on. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last six months if I had to sum it up. We, I moved. Went to a Formula One race. Yeah, moved uh, in like October, November, and then went to a Formula One race in Austin, which was unbelievable. Drug Paul well, didn't drug. I didn't drag him there, but like. You know, he went with me to support me, but then he caught the bug. So now Paul's also a Formula One guy, which gives me so much life. I can't tell you because now I have someone else to share in it with. And uh, that's coming back. Testing is 10 days from now. And then the first practice. The waste management opens actually going on right now as we speak. I know. Today, Scotty Scheffler birdied five holes in a row, which is crazy. Actually, really. Yes, he was he was in his bag. Uh, Ricky Fowler birdied 16 yesterday while wearing a dirt bike jersey, which is funny. The Waste Management opens like a giant meme of golf, and I love it so much. I know. We talked about going to it. This year wouldn't have worked out anyway. But maybe Yeah. Next year. Uh, a guy that I coach with, that his name's Mike. Great dude. Um, but he, uh, he owns a couple companies, but he has a sports-like media company. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was down there in – he was in uh, Arizona for the Waste Management Open on Tuesday and Wednesday for the Pro-Am. Not playing in it, just talking to people and, and stuff. And then he was down in Vegas for a bunch of the media day stuff with the Super Bowl. So he was sending us pictures and stuff Damn. and living it up. So I was kind of jealous. No kidding. At the Super Bowl thing, that's crazy. Which is in four hours, because we said we were going to yeah. record yesterday, but I had like a migraine. I feel like crap, so. But we're here, and regardless, this is coming out post-Super Bowl anyway, which you're rooting for the 49ers, right? No. No, you're not? Okay. I thought you said you kind of like low-key liked them. I like the Chiefs, and I like the 49ers. I, I low-key like both teams. Um, I like Honestly, either team could win. Um, if I'm being honest, as long as my bets hit, then that's all I really care about. Gotcha. Degenerate. Degenerate. Yeah, I can't really lose either. I mean, I respect the greatness of the Chiefs and what they kind of got going on in Mahomes. And my wife loves Taylor Swift. So, you know, everybody's excited about that. So I can't really, like, lose in that sense. And then it's lame but because it, it's really no it's i realize how lame this is gonna sound i just want to get that out there my favorite comedian is like the only person i know who is like a 49ers fan so like he doesn't know me so i realize it's like a little creepy you know what i mean but it's kind of like people you like who have a podcast right it's like they're rooting for that team so i feel like it's not like a team i hate you know what i mean like cool i'd be happy for him even though he doesn't even know i exist so again i want to be very clear i realize like that how close to like lame that is but it's like he'll be pumped obviously you know anybody that you kind of care about if their team wins a national or you know like title or whatever you want to call it yeah san francisco is a very fun team to watch um kansas kansas city is also a fun team to watch um but it's love travis kelsey kid from cleveland so it's kind of hard to root against that um and then san francisco has just a bunch of dog like they have chase young and joey bosa um on the team they both both of them went (laughs) alex is trying to sing chief keith and it's i i know those aren't actually the words um but both of them were played at ohio state brock purdy is his story is incredible 
not really getting recruited out of high school, going to Iowa State, winning the job there. Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the draft to come lead the 49ers to a Super Bowl in his second season, in his sophomore year, is crazy. He was in the MVP conversation in his sophomore year, and people are saying, oh, he's just a game manager. He's not a great quarterback. He has all these weapons around him. You still got to throw the ball and still got to play the game. So they can go ahead and suck eggs for all I care because Brock Purdy is him. And then Christian McCaffrey's any you've you've seen the longest yard with Adam Sandler, right? Yeah, it's been a long time, but yeah, but when Stone Cold Steve Austin, when they're playing in the game, and Stone Cold Steve Austin pops up, he goes, "That's how a white man runs the football." <laughs> Whenever Christian McCaffrey runs, that's the only thing that plays in my head. I don't remember and that it's, exact scene. It's been years. Like that, it probably it's so years. funny. It is a good movie that I remember. That's something else that I've kind of. My biggest guilty pleasure in life is the WWE. I call it I call it my white trash soap opera. Which that's really what it is. It's just like a, a drama where guys look Yeah, a bunch of say what you want big ripped up guys wrestle. Like say what you want. Like yes, it's scripted. Yes, there's there's like narratives and stuff they push and you still gotta take these bumps and you still gotta jump off of shit and land on like you still have to be an athlete to do. Yeah, this. you gotta watch like, for the spectacle. Like you can't believe in it yeah. too much, but like, it's, but it, it's still, still impressive. Yeah, it's still fun to watch, and uh, that's something else that I've gotten back into recently. And I've been wa- kind of watching the WWE and stories unfold, and that's been uh, that's been fun. Yeah, it's I really only watch it at work when I don't have anything else to do. I'm like, oh, it's Monday night. Bop bop bop. Let me throw let me throw Raw on just real like quick. any other night. It's time for Raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, no, we're here. We're alive. Work's been crazy busy. New territory has been it's been over a year, which is hard to believe, but it is quite literally I just looked at the metrics the other day and I basically have three times the workflow I did. Picture that Alex is looking up metrics. True, but no, my workflow is literally like three times greater than it was when I lived in uh Indianapolis so that that feels about right and I validated it actually just the other day so that's been keeping me busy um son's almost two and he's just something he's wonderful but man yeah the more yeah, mobile he's my they little get. buddy yeah you guys are kind of low-key best friends it's really cute <laughs> but he is something and uh yeah just a lot of life stuff going on so not able to you know commit as much and uh but yeah gonna try I'm, and do this I'm, when we can and get a lot more you know regular with it Paul's work schedule has been crazy and listen I'm yeah. just as guilty even more guilty it's just it hasn't been like naturally conducive of like our either of our schedules and stuff to be like yeah we got some time to kill why don't we why don't we fire it up it's very intentional but so it's uh plus I have about six months left till I separate from the navy so I've been job hunting and getting all my stuff squared away to start a new chapter in my life and, and planning on moving back to the three, three Oh two one six area, Northeast Ohio. Um, so that's exciting, but also scary. Uh, cause it's a whole new chapter in my life and I've known the same thing for almost 11 years and going back to something different. Yeah, your quality of life, though, is going to go up exponentially, to be clear. This man around <laughs> holiday, like the holidays, worked like 45 days of, like, what was it, two on, 
Like, so it was, it was my schedule so was dumb. It was so still working 12 hour shifts. Nothing's changed with that. But it was two days on day shift, two days on night shift, two days off. And I did that for a month and a half. So he's literally working, what was it, seven to sevens, right? Yeah. So two days of 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then immediately going to 7 p.m. seven a to 7 a.m. two days, then two days off. Literally not even humane. So like when the when the CEO of the military, which is the president of the United States, the more I think about it, even though I know this is just a joke, it's on site, man. That is inhumane, and I'm still salty about it. But you're getting ready to flip the nights. Yeah, at least on you're Monday, doing tomorrow. Your normal two, three, two, whatever. Yeah, and we're my sleep schedule stays the same for a month now, so that's better. And instead of seven to seven, we're ten to ten. For a minute there, man, I barely even talked to him. It was bad. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I think part of two. I mean, not that we have to justify it, but life's busy. I mean, the team was the definition of mid last year. I mean, just painful. So it's kind of hard, right, to make time for. For that, the the motivation besides everything else going on in life is like this is a very disappointing year. Um, just unbelievably mid, and kind of exactly what I projected. If things, you know, we didn't run it back. Twenty twenty two. Sorry, can you believe it's twenty four? Jeez, twenty twenty two. You know, was like a ninety ninth percentile outcome. You know, you do that a hundred times. It, we I felt like we did the like one in a hundred thing, and then last year we kind of regressed to the mean, and probably a little bit poorer year than even that. But um, yeah, we just it was very frustrating. It, we just never got it going, like ever, yeah, like ever. It was very frustrating. A lot of like you know stuff didn't pan out, and just regression years from a lot of people, and wasn't. Was Jose healthy all year? Was it feels like four years ago, last season? I mean, was he was it, healthy. He was healthy the whole year. It wasn't the year with his thumb. I have uh, no, yeah, no, he no. He got he had bit. the thumb issues last year. He like he played. I have his. I have Baseball Reference pulled up, but he played 156 games. No, no, I know, but he was hiding the thumb injury, right? Yeah, I think he's just yeah. That's it. Just feels like so long ago. Oh my god, wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't it last year that he was? We all knew he was hiding it. Yeah, God. but he also, I mean, he finished 10th in MVP. Oh, no, I'm not, I mean, Jose's, yeah. like, down year is better than, you know, 95% of the league's career years. I mean, he's a machine, and they expect nothing less. But, yeah, frustrating, frustrating uh, year last year, and just hard to get motivated about it. Um, just mediocrity. But if you're really sad about that, before we kind of get into – getting caught up on the last six months, just very high level, just easing back into this. Um, BetterHelp continues to be an incredible sponsor of us. Mental health is health, guys. You know, we've always pushed that and, you know, practice what we preach and uh, stand behind it. So we will be right back because I'm going to tell you about it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help. Everyone goes through tough times. Everyone has stuff they're dealing with. We've preached about the importance of mental health several times before as it relates to athletes, our listeners, and even to ourselves. Paul and I are no strangers, and I know I'm certainly not. In the summer of 2020, I started having a little bit of depression and anxiety issues for the first time in my life. But I took the leap, I reached out to a therapist, and got the help that I needed. And man, I'm glad that I did. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. 
BetterHelp's network includes a broad range of expertise from their more than 20,000 therapists, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. Finding the right therapist is one of the most important parts in making sure you get the help that you need. It's going to be easy, guys. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's that quick. Then, you're going to schedule a secure video and phone session. Even better, you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist and everything you share is completely confidential. BetterHelp knows that it's scary to reach out and take that first step for your mental health, so they make it as easy as possible for you. You can request a new therapist at any time at no additional charge, which is a game changer, guys, helping you find the right therapist for your needs. So, go ahead and join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And you know Paul and I were going to hook you up. BetterHelp was kind enough to create a special offer for 216 baseball listeners. We're going to get you 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash 216 baseball. Again, that's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash the numbers 216 baseball. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. And now back to the show. I don't know about you, Paul, but I feel re-energized, revitalized, and happy. I don't know. Your voice kind of puts me to sleep sometimes, but. I think it does a lot of things. I don't know about sleep. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you know, like I said, we're going to ease back into this just because. One of those things that if you don't do it, you just kind of never pick get back on the horse. So um, just some high, high-level stuff because I want to be – we're always really honest, right? I have been one foot in the door kind of with the Guardians. I'm still a diehard Guardians fan. I won't root for anybody else. I love them. I'm well ab- above the average kind of casual fan, obviously. But not taking up a ton of my brain space. One, mentally, it's very frustrating. They've pretty much committed not to doing anything and doing what they obviously should to make the team exponentially better with a little bit of money. So that's very frustrating. And two, I mean, there really just hasn't been any news because as kind of the first point that I made kind of carries forward, no big acquisitions. I mean, Austin Hedges, we'll get to that. So just put your dick away for a second, Paul. I can tell you're getting ready. Um, You know, some fun stuff, right? But we didn't go get like Cody Bellinger, something that just immediately changes the whole outlook of your lineup. And uh, not that I expected yeah. us to, but no, you know, needle moving things that are like, wow, okay, that really bolstered it. Like we're in a title fight now, you know, for the division. I fully expect we're going to finish second or third, probably more like second, but, um, you know, we can finish third. The Tigers are going to be better than people give them credit for. Um, and I mean, we finished third last year. So, uh, kind of get what's coming to us but you know just want to say farewell to tito i mean yeah it, he gave us a lot of good years he i he, i truly believe that tito is 80 percent of the reason for our like obviously the players have to go out there and play tito can't go out in there and play but tito's the reason why they went out there and played the way they did yeah i think he deserves credit for about 80 percent of the success we've had over the past decade and a half absolutely i mean well not decade and a half but roughly it was like like, 10 or 11 years on the nose i thought it was like 12 no it was 11 i think um but yeah listen no disagreement here i mean to set the stage the clubhouse management just the culture right of i think that's what every sport's different with baseball you know the talent is going to be the talent but the way you manage that feels and and this applies to all sports but i mean baseball the good ones really the managers you you feel their 
presence, right? They're not mm-hmm. just in the background, not – we don't really feel like they're doing anything. And all head coaches do stuff, but, I mean, I feel like you can point where someone who's not really doing anything, someone who's not helping the team clearly – and again, that's probably true of every sport. But I mean, the the good ones, you know, the cream rises to the top, very much. Well, so. Easy there, macho man. What? I said easy there, macho man. Why? What I do? No, that's that was his one of his sayings. Oh, I was. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I prefer real soap operas, like you know, General <laughs> Hospital. But that's just me. That's just me. People are talking. No, but I, you can point them out. You know, on one the the great managers in the league and um. Yeah, he's just – I'm glad he's still going to be involved in the front office. You know, he's going to be kind of like uh, assisting a little bit and just be around. And I think that's important. I think that's the best role for him um, in the transition because I think, like anything, you know, after 11 – I think it was 11. I'm almost positive, 11, because it was 2013, right? Yeah, so 11 years. Um, after 11 years in a non-relationship situation, you know, you got you to gotta mix it up sometimes. New voice, new people. um, just you can't stay stagnant and uh and with his health and he even said like not being able to give 150 percent, i think kills him too and he deserves it right i mean how old is he now like upper 60s and he i mean he we learned in the tito documentary he almost freaking died several times i mean his he really underplayed his health his health concerns and traveling to you know all the cities and um he he deserves it four see i thought he might have been a little bit older yeah but, I mean, obviously a lot of scary health stuff, and you deserve it, King. So I, I think it's going to be great for his family, and it's just time time to rest and let fresh stuff come in. And I think it's a, a really important turning point of um, uh, of the organization to an extent. And so that kind of leads to, you know, Stephen Vogt being our new manager, which is yeah. I, I'm very excited about. Man, you know, catchers notoriously make great managers, you know, it, in a vacuum because of everything that, you know, Paul and I will talk about, especially Paul, you know, with the, the game calling and the way you see the game and what you, a great catcher does. And then that translates pretty smoothly to, to management. He is beloved across the league. Every team that he ever played for, um, you know, Seattle specifically comes to mind where the fans just like adored him and said like, yeah. yo, you got a good one. So, um, I think it's exciting. He he they, he was shoveling manure on his farm when Chris Antonetti called him and gave him the job. Like he is the most like man's man, which isn't important, but just like Midwest Ohio dude. Like he is so normal, yeah. it's like, like scary. As like cliche as it sounds, like lunch pail, bring your lunchbox yep. to work. Just a yep. hey, get your hands dirty. Let's go to work. It's baseball season. Yeah. So. I think he's going to be very – I think what's exciting is younger, so a little more youth. I think he's not even 40 yet. Um, far enough away from the game that – 39. Ta- how, how I have his baseball – he's 39. 39. I have his baseball reference page pulled up right now. How many years has he been retired now? One. That's it? His last season was 2022. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So a little time away from the game, um, but ready to kind of step into that. Young enough. Um, I think he's going to bring – a better balance of analytics and new age thinking to still a clubhouse presence manager, which you need both. It, it, it baseball is not played on paper. Paul always says and that not to, not to correct you, but you said Seattle. I'm pretty sure you meant Oakland, Oakland. I'm sorry. I did say Seattle. I don't know why he didn't play for Seattle at all. 
Wow. I would have lost like 50 bucks on a bet. My cheap ass. Really? Why did I think he played? Maybe I'm just mixing up Mike Zanino. He really, he played for Oakland and who else did he play for? Arizona, the Rangers, San Francisco, Atlanta, and Milwaukee. Wow. Well, excuse me. I'm glad you corrected me. Thank you. Because I I wasn't going to float it at first because I wasn't 100%. And then I was like, no, he played for Seattle, right? But excuse me, the A's. um, And what else? Yeah, I just think he's going to bring a newer, fresher look. Um, He brought in a lot of new coaching. I didn't put it in our notes here, but just going from memory. You know, Mike Sarbaugh, unfortunately, has decided to, you know, move on and not be our third base coach. But uh, Sandy Alomar is still remaining as the first base coach, which is exciting. Um, And I believe the pitching coach stayed. And, uh, but, you know, we're getting a new third base coach. I, I should have this written down. I'm sorry, guys, but it's so long ago. Everybody kind of knows this is more of a refresher of what happened. Um, but they promoted some internal talent from like the Rubber Ducks, I think, and the Clippers, which is exciting. Some people that are you know well regarded, and uh, yeah, it's exciting. So, if I messed any of that up, yeah. Or did you pull it up? I can. Oh, I thought you did when you said yeah. I didn't realize if I I thought you might have been like confirming what I was saying. But I can pull it up. I'm pulling it up right, right now. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't save the graphics, guys. I, I think we still have the same bullpen coach and pitching coach. I'm almost positive. Yeah, Carl Willis is, yeah, Carl Willis. is staying on. Um, Chris Valeka is still staying on. Yeah. This is my last year with him. You, you get your third year. Let's see what happens. If people don't start pulling the ball more and lifting the ball, like, yeah. I'm out, dog. Like, um, Joe Torres is still the assistant pitching coach, who so he'll probably be out in the bullpen a little bit. Don't have a third base coach yet. Um, Craig Albanares is our bench coach. Yeah, because Demarlo Hale went with, you know, retired with Tito. Or no, Demarlo Hale is now the bench coach of someone. I'm sorry, I don't want to get too hung up on this because we just sound dumb. Well, I I do. You're not really saying anything. I just sound like an idiot. I. I didn't plan on getting too deep into this because I didn't save everything and I can't remember from memory. Again, I apologize. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, some some new blood is basically the gist of this. Um, and I think it's going to be great. Fresh, you know, keep some of like the Sandy Alomars, of course, and, and you know, Mickey Calloway's, the, or not Mickey Calloway, woof, Carl Willis, excuse me, Carl Willis, um, you know, still be in the, the pitching coach and kind of the solid people that you don't want to change over, but some some fresh, you know, bench coach and, and Steve and vote. And um, yeah, I'm excited about it. It's, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. I think, you know, we need to manage expectations, not only because of the lack of investment and, you know, we got another year of youth and kind of seeing what people are going to be about, which is exciting to an extent. But also, I think it gives a little bit of a free pass for Stephen to. Um, it's weird not be saying Tito, like saying Stephen. Like, does he want to be called Stephen? Like Steve. Yeah, like didn't it felt Stephane. weird? I'm like, yeah, I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> like, vote, Mister Vote. Like, I'm not going to call him that. Um, but you know, so I'm going to go with Stephen for now. But ugh, we got to figure that out. Um, which is nothing wrong with that name. Shout out to any Steves listening. We, yeah, we we promoted uh in the I think it was the Clippers infield coach Rugles Odor, who I think's. I think he might have been at the Rubber Ducks, or that he yeah, just I, uh, if he wasn't, then I think he just got promoted recently to the Clippers before getting the call. So, but he is thought yeah. of very highly. But he's Rugles Odor Odor's uncle. So. Yeah. 
But yeah, but I, I think it'll be that, good. Nothing really new. There's a lot to. I think there's gonna be a lot to uh, to take in. I mean, it's gonna be. Bre- We've known Tito for 11 years, right? Like this is mm-hmm. weird. Like how do we do this? How do we? <laughs> Someone else is at the helm. A whole new communication style and and everything. So I think that's really exciting. Um, and I, I the think- thing is, I think he, I think Steve Invokes are going to be another players coach yeah absolutely which i think is huge yeah without a doubt i I like the way he goes about stuff very accountable very honest and everyone says you know he just works his ass off and everybody loves him so i'm I'm excited um yeah and then like i said just the not the pressure off but i feel like there aren't any expectations or you really shouldn't have any this year uh that's just where i'm at um so natural kind of first year with this another year of the let's see what let the kids play kind of mo and sticking with what we got and then you know the the man just you know pressure off but let's hopefully get back to you know winning and contending as soon as possible and, and we may this year I don't want to write it off but my official count is i think we win 78 games unless things go really well i i think we're going to be a sub 500 team so um but prove me wrong not that anybody cares um I don't know. I think we still have a lot of key players. I think we're going to be above 500 for sure. I hope. You still have Jose. You still have Andres Jimenez. You still have Josh Naylor. You still have Bo, who's who That's should true. have a big. You should have a big year this year. You still have Stephen Kwan. You still have all your core pieces are still there. Our rotation's pretty much the same. Oh, shout out Cal Quantrill. Getting, yeah, getting traded. But our, our our rotation's pretty much the same. We're, we we still have all of our hot prospects that are. Bybee's going to be back. Um, True. Bobby and and that dog in him. So, I I'm I think we're going to be above five hundred for sure. Yeah, my window is seventy eight to eighty four wins. That's my like six game window, which is an oddly specific amount. I think we're going to be a decent bit above that. Above 84 wins? You think we're going to be a 90-win team? That's delusion. Yeah, I, I'm going to call you on that. No I shot. Think, I think we're – my sixth game will be 87 to 93. Woof. Somebody clipped that. I mean, you gave a range, so that's fair, but I think 87 is on, like, the high end. It could happen. I could see 87, 88, but that's like best case, man. We're not going to, I don't see any world where we clip 90 wins unless we make a huge move at the deadline, but that move would be moving beavers, which is a subtraction. So we'll see. I don't know. I, you were super optimistic about 2022 and I guess you got the, that luck in you, man. Cause we had the unicorn one in a million year well, with got, like the, the way I see it, right. We, we still have, Bieber this year. No, we you're right. Bybee. When you rattle off the like, we have Logan Allen. We still have like all, all of our T Mac should be healthy this year, True. so that's going to be huge. Bieber's We're going to have him back. Line. The video. Have you seen the video she has? Yeah, he's thrown. Well, have you seen Have you seen Bybee's videos of him training this off I season? Haven't somehow, even though we follow him? his stuff. They, they they're saying his stuff is ticked up to 97. Oh jeez. Oh boy. Like so, yeah, like our, our pitching should carry us. Our, our bullpen's pretty much staying. A little, like a, we still have Logan T. Allen. We still have Eli Morgan, Nick Sandlin. Like all of our guys are still there, and then I'm catchers. We added, we we added 
my boy back, Austin Hedges. True. He's which, fucking back, baby. Which, which is I, huge. Yeah. Just coming off the World Series, got himself a ring. Yeah. Oh, whoops. love that for him. I walk in that. I walk in that. I walk in that clubhouse and just. Oh, sorry, I dropped my Magnum Dawn. He, he's probably not going to get it until we play the Rangers. True. Once we play right. the Rangers this year, they'll probably do a little ceremony for him. Um, but that'll give. It's like I was saying last year. You put someone like Austin Hedges on your roster to kind of show Bo the ropes. Like I think Bo's going to oh, he's catch our majority of the games. Yeah. But Austin Hedges is there as his number one fan right now. Yeah. Like Austin Hedges is sit there and to give Bo Naylor a break every like four or five games and say like show him, okay, how this is how you manage your pitching staff. This is how you manage the game. This is because Bo is a very athletically gifted catcher in both his arm and how he blocks the plate, Austin Hedges is on another level of game managing and just clubhouse presence. Austin Hedges in the clubhouse alone is going to give us... Yeah, that's three wins, unfortunately, for the haters. It's not even going to go to his war, unfortunately, which it should. But you got to think our infield, we still have Josh, who's going to play a lot of first base. Yoinski Noel might might be up there. No, Manzardo. To, to, it's whether or not we get Kyle you Manzardo think 30 home runs. But uh, but you still have Jose. You still have Josh. You still have Andres Jimenez. And then whoever we decide to play shortstop for us. Yeah. Arias. I'm out on Arias. But, I mean, the, the, he can they still have Gabriel. They have war. Gabriel Arias listed as an outfielder on our roster right now. Yeah. I mean – He'll play short. You might see Rokio some. Um, yeah. I mean, but pick your... whoever plays short for us. So we have a lot of our key pieces are still here. Yeah. It's just where the lows get low, they get real low. That's my yeah. problem with the roster. Like, Miles Straw, unfortunately, should not be on this baseball team, even if, you know, he, he just shouldn't. I mean, we don't have a right fielder. Um, <laughs> shortstop. You know, we'll see about Arias, and some people are Arias truthers. I, I used to be. I've just seen enough. I, I'm out, and I've been out for a while now, like a year, and just out. I, I, his glimpses are just like, I, didn't we? Wasn't it him that we said it's like, like a like a crazy ex where like the sex is incredible, right? But like you just hate yourself most of the time. Like Arias has these problems where he hits like 500 foot home runs, and you're like. I'm so back. Like, I'm I so think, in. Baby, I love you. We're never going to break up. We're stronger than ever. Nobody can break us up. But then, honestly, we're fighting, like, the minute we leave, like, the Taco Bell parking lot. Like, we can't <laughs> we can't take you anywhere. Like, we're, this is not meant to be. We, we burn too hot. Um, but, yeah, look, T-Mac had – how many innings did he pitch last year? He pitched did he even pitch 16, 16 innings last year. Yeah. So that in and of itself, if Tristan McKenzie can stay healthy for this season, that's going to help us out a lot. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if Bieber can even be 70% of prime Bieber, I mean, you take that all day. He's still going to be a yeah. solid two. Like, you, everybody would want him on his team, and they may get him at the trade deadline, depending on how things go. But if he's truly back and then you get T-Mac, I, I mean, I see it, but we also dropped Cal, and I mean – I, I'm not upset about it, right? But he was an innings eater in a number five, and, like, you didn't really replace him. I mean, right now, yeah. our, our, who's going to fucking replace him? Hunter Gaddis? Like, I'm going mean, to start rooting for the fucking White Sox if he's in the rotation full-time. I'm not really going to, but, I mean, like, let's get serious. Um, 
Zach Plesak's gone. I mean, and thank God. I'm just remembering some of the highlights of my life right now. Yeah, but I, and you I, still have Emmanuel Classe, which yeah, we'll get to some of that too. Yeah, I, I got beef with people. But non, talking non- about non-owners. last year and expectations for this year, like I said, we still have a lot of our key pieces, including your platinum glove winner, Andres Jimenez. Yeah, yeah. It won the plat. Literally the best defensive player in the entire American League. He yep. had 23 defensive runs saved. I remember I like jumped out of my seat when I saw that months ago. I was like, oh. <laughs> like I figured like 17. When I saw 23, I literally was like, yo, what the fuck? So like, it, I yes, I'm I'm probably being a little bit optimistic and a little bit delusional with 87 to 93. I just got a good feeling. I don't know. You, I don't care. I look, you clip it. Keep your receipts. That's fine. That's really fine. But at the end of the day, once I'm right, you're not going to hear the end of it. You can come crawling back, and I will be here, Mbappe. I will be here no matter what. <laughs> no matter what. No, but, I mean, that's crazy. We've had two Platinum Glove winners in the last less than 10 years. I mean, because yeah. Lindor won it in 2016 or 2017. I mean, Something so like that. Yeah. I mean, he is beyond special. And then, I mean, I remember I about fell out of my chair when I saw this because I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. That we got the number one overall yep. pick. Like, I forget. I mean, like, I don't forget. But sometimes I just remember. I'm like, son of a bitch. We had, like, a 2.3% odds. And we got yeah. the number one pick. Like, all the, like, tanking teams in shambles. In shambles with our 1 in 50 odds. And we get that number one pick. That shit's crazy. Yeah. And it's, like, the, and the options are unbelievable there's a lot of kids coming yeah. out of college there's that are some. studs yeah. that are some studs there's a there's and who knows what we're gonna pick we still got a little bit of time but like yeah there's a there's a kid who's supposed to be like the next show hey i forget his name but he's a pitcher and hits and does like at the college level pitches and hits at a very well like big number mm-hmm. like come on now yeah well, I think it's Chase he's, Burns, isn't that the guy from Wake Forest? And he like, he's literally been putting up like eight innings of like fifteen strikeouts, two hits. I mean, like MLB the show numbers. I mean, it's yeah. just like every start. The, is, the thing is, is you have literally the world is your oyster. Yeah, like it's that that's that's the perk of having the number one overall pick. You literally have your pick of the litter. Like you yeah. can go out and get a guy who's going to be ready to play in the MLB and possibly two years mm-hmm. it's, uh, i just can't we literally have the number one. i mean yeah it, it can be franchise altering i mean truly yes it could be franchise altering what happens because you gotta think people that were i think bryce harper was the number one overall pick i, I mean i can go through um it's funny the ones MLB. that don't work out but I mean, more often than not, you're giving yourself the best chance to be successful. Well, you look that up. I have to get this joke back out, even though I tweeted it out the second that this dropped. I said, "Holy shit! Some slap hitting middle infielder's life is about to change next summer <laughs> when they go number one <laughs> overall." <laughs> they don't know it yet, but they're going number one overall. Like, so Dansby Swanson was the number one overall pick in 2015. 
That's Carlos Correa in 2012, That's Bryce Harper in 2010, Garrett Cole in 2011. These are all very good examples now. Like, yeah, I mean, literally, you franchise have altering. the opportunity to go get a guy that's going to Joe Mauer in 2001. Like, it's hey, shout out to him for getting in the Hall of Fame. Whoops, Adrian Gonzalez in 2000. Like, it's Josh Hamilton in 99. Like, I'm, I'm going, these are guys that went in, like you said, changed organizations. A Rod in 93. Like, it's Chipper Jones in 1990. These are all guys that, and, but there's also guys on here that haven't. Been, you'll be like who yeah but more so, often than not those names right are franchise altering people <laughs> just like you you have the opportunity to go do something that's really really special and last year the the pirates got paul scott skeins skeins however you pronounce it like from he's gonna, lsu like, pitch this year i think or and not, he, not this year he, maybe next it, year. At, LSU, he was a dog. Yeah, but you have the opportunity to go get a guy that's literally going Ready to, to pitch change in like two years or less. I mean, it's crazy yeah. what some of. The, I mean, shit. Tanner Bybee did it, and Gavin Williams, like they did it in like a year and a half out of college. I mean, like, uh, I think you. You can go get a shortstop that's ready to play in two and a half, three years. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it, your mind, it sounds so dumb, but it, like, blows your mind. I mean, like you said, you have the pick of the litter. If you want it, it's your, you're literally yeah. number one overall. It, it's just so crazy to think and it's not, And it's not like every other sport. You can't use it as a bargaining chip. You can't trade draft picks. Yep. Like, so you you have to take a guy with the number one overall pick. And, and we will be not there only no is that what to stand. Not is that going to change the course of an organization it's going to change the course of of, of a kid's entire life yeah. that's a lot of money to be the number one overall pick a lot of guaranteed money yeah true they'll probably what are the, isn't number one overall it's, usually seven eight million at least yeah something like that it's right, a lot it of goes money. number one overall in like the 20 no we, we talked about this we're gonna make everett a pga tour golfer oh yeah that's true way Way less, way less, way, way less effort, way less strenuous. Well, now, well, no, no, still, no, not, not skill, not the skill. I'm just saying, effort no, 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 of like strenuous on your body. Like, yeah, your your back kind of gets torched because your back's not supposed to torque that much. But like, he's gonna be okay. He's, he could take PG. He could take PJs to the PGA tour. If you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, he'll he's, be he, he'll be just fine. Yeah. So we're gonna that that's that's our goal is to turn Ever into a PGA tour golfer. Uh, and we already have verbal confirmation from Everett with a grunt at dinner one night that I'm going to be his caddy. True. Now, you just have to make me a promise that I'm going to be your caddy. He goes, eh. <laughs> I was like, that's a verbal contract right yep, there. Yeah, true. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and if you could go ahead and just stick your little hand on here, that will be a fingerprint uh, certifying <laughs> this moment. <laughs> no, but I, it's crazy to think about. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, no disrespect when I say this of, you know, to, to Tanner Bybee and Gavin Williams, who are both crazy ceiling. I mean, Tanner was literally, what, second in Rookie of the Year voting? Yeah. I mean, just crazy. I, I stand both of those pitchers. But, like, they weren't drafted as number one overall. So, like, with pitchers, like, you have Paul Skeens or whatever his name is, right, who's, like, 
gonna pitch in like less than 18 months and is like basically almost an MLB pitcher. <laughs> it's like you could just boom drop that in and just start having that in your rotation. And there's always risk injury. You know, if everybody did that, they wouldn't be in college. They'd already be drafted and playing in the MLB. But I mean, you're you're getting into high, high, high probability shots with these types of draft picks. Yeah, and like you could trade a pitcher like that for a guy who's going to hit you 35 home runs, like worst case scenario. And, and not that we would do that, but I'm just saying like, you could almost just get a pitcher to trade the, you know, have a good year of control, show it off, but know that you're going to trade them for literally a 35 home run bat. Like, or you I, go get a guy like Dansby Swanson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the world is our oyster when it comes to this draft. I'm not a draft guy, you know, go follow like, um, you know, Justin Lotta and, uh, Jeff Ellis and them, their prospect experts and Willie Hood. Like, that's what they eat, live, breathe, sleep, like, everything. They're unbelievable. But, I mean, this has me so jazzed up. Like, I just can't believe how much I'm, like, literally the number one overall. I know we've said it a hundred times, but it's just so crazy that it happened. I just remember opening up Twitter and I went, no, I'm on the couch, right my wife's in the kitchen, and out of nowhere, I just go, no fucking shot. And she goes, what, what, what? I go, no shot. And she's like, what, what? I'm like, we've literally got the number one draft. And she was like, oh, that's awesome. I'm like, we had 2.3% odds on this. This was not supposed <laughs> Somebody who tanked all year with a 40% odds or whatever is in shambles right now. That the Guardians yeah. are like, we're here. <laughs> so, very exciting. Um, the next thing was just that, you know, obviously we signed Austin Hedges, uh, on December 10th for 4 million. Daddy's home. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I got my swagger back. I think it's a year too late. I mean, we should already had Bo up. He should have been the guy catching every three or four games, not going to defend his offense, but in the role that we've been talking about, can you believe this is season four for us? Holy I shit. Know. Like this will be our fourth year that we've been saying like, in a secondary role, or however long we've been saying this, this is perfect. Yeah, it's going to suck. He's going to have like a 20 WRC plus, and I'm going to want to die. But if he's only getting 200 at-bats, but you get the clubhouse and you get all the intangibles, I promise you he's worth every penny and then some. The go- the Rangers won the World Series, okay? They didn't even keep him. They still carried him on the roster, even though he didn't play once. And every single player said, who is the person that, you know, rallies the most? And, you know, who's the guy that keeps it all together? Every single person said Austin Hedges. And he they'd only and, known him for three all- months. And Austin. Austin Hedges didn't play the entire season there. Yeah. Like, he'd just been there at the trade deadline. And they, every single player, they just won the World Series. It's like, Austin Hedgy, man, the hedgehog. Like, he brings things that you cannot, and I'm analytical, everybody knows that. But I know enough to know that it's not all done on paper, and there are things outside of that, and people play the game of baseball. He is a difference maker. He can catch Emmanuel Class A. Quincy, I know, I made it 44 minutes, but Quincy has always said, like, even if he was just Emmanuel Class A's personal catcher, Class A dipped a little bit when Hedges left. Like, he can handle him, and he his pitch mix and pitch calling is unbelievable and so like if but that's the all thing you is is it, now you have him on your roster and he's there to be in Bo's ear every that's what i'm game. saying like bro you have the best mentor in the in the world like possible basically and you get to give your stud who could be a 30 20 guy or at least a 20 20 guy super you know he could be a superstar and that part of his game 
you know, the game calling and all that. And and Bo learned Spanish just so he could communicate better, which is chills. We've gone over that. Yeah. Like, you have Hedges teaching this guy? Hold I don't care if it was ten million. It's not my money. Don't be don't be weirdos. People getting all upset. Like be mad about not using money. First off, the fact that people get mad about the Guardians don't spend money. You should not be worried about money. We yeah. have money. Like the thing is, is like who gives a fuck what a pay- player gets paid? They deserve every bit of a paycheck that they get. They go out there 162 games a year and put their bodies on the line, not including spring training, not including off-season work, all this stuff. They deserve this big money. Like, yes, they go out there and play a game for a living. They get to have fun and do what they love. But they put a lot of work into what they do, and they deserve every bit of this paycheck. Yep. And I, I get people separating, like, you're mad that if we had $4 million, you spend it on hedges versus a reliever, even though I disagree. I understand that sentiment. But the people on Twitter that did bleed into the being weird about someone getting paid, it's not your money. That's weirdo behavior. Like, relax. So I, I truly think, even though on paper, he <laughs> – can, t- can I tell you something funny that I saw? So Vladdy Jr. made the cover of MLB The Show, right? Mm-hmm. And someone said, I want you, I, I didn't believe it. I looked it up and I want you to look it up right now just to make sure I'm not like completely crazy. Someone said they really put a guy with less F war in 2023 on the cover than Austin Hedges. And I said, no way. There's no shot. Son of a bitch. Okay. He had, Austin Hedges had more F war in 2023 than Vladdy Jr. I have to go to fan graphs for that, right? Yeah. I think he had 0.2 and Hedges had 0.3. He's literally a black hole offensively, but his defense is so good. He still put up a positive war. It's unbelievable, which I know I complain about Miles Straw, and they're kind of the same, but it's different. We're using him now every three or four games. Am I right? So, someone, I, so I don't, Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s F4 in 2023.2, right? Was well, – that's just his war. Yeah, it should be right there. Am I gonna? Have well, it, it, I just have war. I'm not seeing F war. Well, the, like Fangraphs war is just F war. Sorry. Okay, so I'm on Fangraphs and it just says war. Yeah, so that's just what it is. It was one. You put up one for Vladdy. And if we go to Austin Hedges, his war last year was point eight. Point eight. Oh, damn. Somebody. Well, that's crazy that it's still that close. But somebody. Maybe it was that someone said it was point two. That's where I got it from. They put someone on the cover that had point two war more than Austin Hedges. That's what it was. I'm sorry. But regardless, that's crazy. Like on yeah. both fronts. Like twenty four WRC plus twenty four. He was seventy six percent worse than the league, and my man still almost put up one more. So we stay winning. Sorry, I I got that jumbled there, but I still had the spirit. So it'll look. It'll bring Austin back. Hedges is going to help this team. At the end of the day, he's going to be a positive addition to this team. Yeah, in the role of once every three or four days, you know, two hundred plate appearances or less, because it is a black hole. But that time that he's not playing is where mm, he's going to be season and bow. I have chills. I have literal chills. Um, one move we did make, which I think everybody kind of perked up and we're interested to see, is that we acquired uh, outfielder Estevan Florial from the Yankees in exchange for uh, Cody Morris. And I remember being like, "I'm happy we did this. Like this is this is a good move." Uh, Florial played 101 games in AAA 
from it for the Yankees in 2023, and he slashed 284, 380, 565. So that is literally what a 945 OPS. Yeah, 23 doubles, 28 home runs, 79 RBI, uh, and he stole 25 bases. So I remember when I saw this, I'm like, yo, what the, like, we got a shooter. Like, yeah. holy crap. And then I went to Twitter, and everyone's mostly like, yeah, I mean, Cody Morris is an injury liability, and, like, we love him and his ceiling, but he's not a starter. We moved him to the bullpen. He did have success there, but he, he's just a perpetual, you know, injury risk. And then in this, we need an outfielder, right? He's very sheddable, you know, sheddable, disposable. That was a weird way to say it. He's disposable to us, right, because of what we do, develop pitching. We need a guy, just a body for right field. And then, I mean, Jesus, those numbers, right? Like, that's what we need. So I was really excited. I'm like, what am I missing here? Like, holy crap, like, this is, like, going to be our starting right fielder. And people said, just keep in mind, the Yankees who needed an outfielder so desperately they were willing almost to play like hot dog vendors at, you know, Yankee Stadium, never called this guy up. So just manage expectations slightly, even though we put up these crazy numbers, like it is a little weird. And, you know, maybe he's not. But you know what? If I'm going to take a shot on, you know, Cody Morris being injured for 90% of the year, but I get a chance at Estevan Florial, maybe even putting up two and a half war, like, yeah, that's a risk I'm taking every time. You know what I mean? Like this is a great, it's not even a gamble, right? But it's a great, let's see what happens. It's exciting. Yeah. I mean, those numbers are no joke, dude. Like, if he can come up here and play right field for us, then we've, we've shirt up our yeah. outfield. If he hits 250 with a 330 OBP, you know, puts up an 800 OPS, that's no no small potatoes. We were willing to pay 10, 12 million in free agent. We're not willing, but, you know, we, we were targeting guys that were going to do that. And he hits 20 home runs. Holy shit, like. Oh, now I do think we're going to win 85, 86 games. Like if he sticks, yeah, we could push for the division on top of, you know, other things being successful. Like that would be huge. We'd go from a negative position to two war, three war. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's exciting. And then the one thing I said I had beef with everybody is I have been so annoyed all off season. I've said a little bit, but I mostly kept to myself is, Everybody's throwing out trying to basically trade Bieber and Class A, and that's fine. Although I don't want to trade Class A. But what people are willing to accept for Class A on Twitter drives me fucking nuts. Doesn't doesn't annoy me, drives me nuts. People do not understand how valuable. These people that like prospects, they're talking about getting pro I feel like Alan Iverson, we're talking about practice. We're talking about prospects for a manual fucking class A. You're yeah. talking, I don't care how good of a prospect you are. It's a manual class A. The man is, has five years, $20 million left on his deal. An average annual value of $4 million a year for arguably the best closer in baseball. They wrote an article about him that he's the next Mariano Rivera last year. That doesn't mean he is, but like, this is no normal person. And you're talking about getting high-level prospects. Unless it's, like, Jackson Holiday or Colton Kowser, which even then, like, they were, like, you know, first-round picks for the Orioles, and, like, they're, like, ranked in the top five prospects of all baseball. Like, that maybe I can listen on, but anything less of that, I don't care. Like, no, hang up the phone. One thing that I'm going to agree with my dad on, I agree with my dad on a lot, but he has some wild takes. Um, love the guy to death. <laughs> but we, me and him were te we were texting about some stuff and he he was like i'm i'm 
I'm so fucking tired of prospects. Yeah. Like I just want a guy. Like I, let me let me go back to our text because he was like, I'm just so I'm fucking tired, tired of being prospects. Tired. Like, where was it? Um, doo, 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 doo. I feel like it was recently. Because we were talking about... He, he asked me if I think that we would trade Class A. I said, I think they'll have their price. Someone, like, we could get a lot of prospects for them, but like you could also get a major league guy. And he goes, I know this sounds bad, but I'm fucking tired of prospects. Doesn't sound bad at all, Todd. <laughs> Pop off. Like, I, I mean, they're exciting and all that, but uh, there are some, and I get it, some people love prospects. And I'm not talking about the guys I talked about earlier, the Justins and the Jeffs and Willie. I love all them, so I'm not coming at them when I make this comment. Please don't think that. There are some people who are fucking weirdos on Guardians Twitter about prospects. Like, like weirdos. Like, I think you like, and that's fine. I guess I guess I should say everybody can like what they like. It's not hurting me. It's fine. I don't want to get too aggressive. But some people are so obsessed. It's like, you know there's a major league team, right? Like, we're trying to win games. Like, I, it's exciting. Of course it is. But just people just get too far down that rabbit hole. I'm trying to win baseball games. We have Emmanuel Classe. And the reason, you know, I tweeted out this thing because I was so annoyed is Josh Hader is going to the Astros. Five years, $95 million. Okay, and he is kind of one A, one B, right? Emmanuel Classe and Hader. Hader's been one of the best in baseball for years. Okay, Classe is on a five for twenty, and oh yeah, on top of that, he has two club options for twenty seven and twenty eight. So, like, he you could get him longer than that. I mean, it's cr- sorry, he has three years left. Excuse me, three years left on his five for twenty deal with two club options for twenty seven and twenty eight. And I think those are ten million each. That's less than what Hader got. I mean, you're getting not only Emmanuel Classe, you're not getting him for a year. You're not even getting him for a year and a half, like a trade deadline in a year, right? No. You're getting him for three years and a club option that transfers for two more years. Like, that's crazy. For $40 million total, literally more than half of what Hayter just got in free agency. No. Unless it's the number one prospect in baseball and some other shit, I don't, I don't fucking care about prospects. You can trade Emmanuel yeah. Classe for a dude that I was guaranteed to give me 30 home runs in three war. We'll talk about that. But anything else, I do not care. Like, no. The answer is no. Like, <laughs> what? Like, that's yeah, uh, crazy. click. It you just hang so up the phone. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. It just, I'm still annoyed by the people, what people, like, just write off Emmanuel Classe. Dude, he does not grow on trees. And to be that cost-controlled, I get it. We're the Guardians. You can flip... No, Trevor Steffen could probably get some saves for us and all that. But you know what we do have? 50 fucking saves a year. Count them. I already, well, I already got them in the bag, and we haven't even started playing baseball in 2024. Boom. Yeah. 40, 50 saves. Bang. Like, to have that is nuts. Like, anyway, I'm all salty. You can go to the next... The, the, the next couple of things are, like, positive stuff. Now I'm all... <laughs> Uh, now I'm I'm mad. That I have not been genuinely mad really over the offseason. I'm dead inside about us not making moves. I have been genuinely fuming about this class A shit. Uh next thing is um Carlos Car- Carlos Carrasco, Cookie's coming back to Cleveland on a minor league deal with an invitation to big league spring uh spring training. Obviously, we all know Cookie pitched for us for uh 11 years in 09 to 20. Um was the the man uh, like he's just a another like feels guy another another vibe guy yeah but it's good to have 
familiar faces back in the clubhouse. Yeah. Now, is he going to fix our team at all? Absolutely not. Cookie's washed, no. and I love him, and I met him at Cracker Barrel, and I took a picture with him. I didn't get his, I didn't get his autograph. I'm, I still kick myself about that. But I have met him. <laughs> He's so nice. Um, to a breakfast I almost didn't go to, Real Heads remember that episode a while back. I think we talked about just random. It's one of our fireside chats, I think. But so nice. Way taller in person than you think, too. Like, you know it, but, like, in person he's a string bean, and he's real tall. Felt like, I mean, I'm 5'10 and uh, in some change, and I felt like I was looking up at, like, someone that was 7 feet tall, and he's not that tall. Um, but vibes guy, he's not going to fix us. It's not, like, hedges, right? But just, even if he just retires a guardian, like, that's good enough. Like, just. Yeah, that's just. If, he, if we signed him just for him to retire this year, sure. Yeah, like, the vibes are great. And then they released the new spring training hats. Um, a lot of them are similar, but I just want to get your thoughts. So ours is the Flying G logo, which we do not use enough. The Flying G is gas, and I love it. Um, and I think Milwaukee's is sick. Yeah, because Detroit's is uh, sick. What do you think about the Twins? That's the Twins in the, the bottom. The Twins right. fucking sucked. Yes. I hate yes. it so I much. I hate it. People are like, oh, man, they should maybe make that. What? What is this hat? It's ass. Yeah. I hate it so much. Um, Phillies is dope. The Cubs, I like the Cubs. Rangers I is like dope. Arizona's a lot. Rangers is awesome. That powder blue. Uh, yeah. The powder, the, yeah. the Rangers is sick. Um, the Mariners is sick. The Diamondbacks, unfortunately, do not miss. I, I yeah, love the Diamondbacks are unis. sick. Fuck the Cubs. The Cub- I like sick. the Cubs ones. The hat is sick. Marlins. Um, I, I like uh, Washington's. I like the Nationals. This Wait, is the last year. Isn't that the W? Yeah. It's so generic. I like, I like the all black with the pink. Is it pink? Sorry, yeah, the graphic, for the cherry I, blossom. I thought it was just like red. Oh, I got to zoom in. Hang on. Why is this not this, zooming in? This is the last year it's that they're pink. using. It's not it's pink. It's not. I'm zoomed in. From, all back, it's from back here, it looks pink. It's literally navy blue with just red trim of a W set to like Times New Roman. That hat Okay, sucks. yeah, never mind. Yeah. I thought I, from from on my screen, it looks pink. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I thought it was black with the – I thought it was all black. And then the outside of the W is pink. Um, my favorite is, as much as I hate to say it, is probably Detroit's. You like the tiger thing? It is pretty cool. Yeah. I think I'd like it more if that the brim was black. Or blue. Which, or blue, excuse me, blue, yeah. I think if it was blue, I think I'd like it a little bit more. Or if, like, I don't know. Arizona's Arizona's might be my favorite, honestly. Yeah. Uh, once again, I am, I am Arizona Uni's number one fan. I am, yeah. like, I am so consistent in that, unfortunately, they just do not miss. But and then, you know what I keep looking at too? Can't lie. You know what keeps catching my eye? The, the Dodgers. One, the Mariners oh. one's kind of gas. Like the more I look yeah. at it, the more I'm like. I like the Dodgers. I like theirs with like the kind of goes with their city connects yeah. a little bit. It's very plain. It's just kind of like whatever. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of them look the same. I mean, the Rockies, the Yankees. I mean, the Brewers. That's their hat. They're all identical. Um, yeah, like most of these are. I'm so glad you said the Twins one. I I knew I could count on you, but people that are like they yeah, might it's... they might that's the worst hat I've ever seen. I really yeah. was. I couldn't figure out the team it was for. I'm not even trying to be sarcastic. I really couldn't until I was like, well, the only one that's not clear who it's for is the Twins, and then you know people have a strong opinion one way or the other. I'm like, it's got to be that one. It's two flags mixing, and it says what M and S on it. Yeah, like what? 
What? It's so lame. Anyway. Um, I like Phillies. Yeah, Phillies is clean. You're a Philly stand low-key, which is fine. I mean, you love Bryce Harper, and they're exciting. Um, but, yeah, back to Guardians. Love the Flying G. We need to use it more, and that's fire. So I'm excited to see it in action. And then the last thing we had was just Corey Kluber announces his retirement um, two days ago now. Was it Friday? And, you know, all yeah. this is kind of going into our feels about a literal goat and uh, wish him the best. Two-time Cy Young, both for us. I mean, he literally went 3 Yeah, in 2016. You know, he, he, won, he pitched literally three games in one series it was crazy uh and and it, the loss was not on him i mean what what else can you want from somebody and prior to that he had like a one era or i mean it's just crazy um and uh, you know lamoli had just tweeted something out i wanted to source his work here he just said you know at the height of his powers from 14 to 18 his only peers were two first ballot hall of famers and he was matching them pitch for pitch so what he's talking about is max scherzer and clayton kershaw so over that five-year stretch Okay, he was third amongst all pitchers in WAR in five years. He put up thirty point three WAR, only behind Kershaw at point thirty point five and Scherzer at thirty one point six. That's crazy. That's yeah, an that's average nuts. of six WAR a year. That is nuts. Yeah, pitch a thousand. What a thousand and one point one innings over five yeah. years. He was only one of two pitchers during that same time. To pitch over a thousand innings in five years—that's crazy. So, wish him the best. And honestly, I, I, that infamous stare when he was in his prime and he just slowly looks up, dude—I'd shit my pants in the batter's box. I'd be like, "Nah, I'm good." Nastiest slurve slider. I mean, just the some nasty stuff. The only pitcher ever in World Series history to strike out. Uh, what was it? eight of the first 10 batters in the first three innings i think he struck out i just watched the clip again he struck out that's crazy he literally struck out like eight that's nuts i think it was eight sorry guys i'm usually more precise but we're back after six months all right we're just easing into this be gentle um yeah he's i mean god bless that man he i truly in our lifetime i don't know that we'll see a better cleveland pitcher like at his prime i mean it was just unbelievable believable just unstoppable that's crazy oh he had the what the 17 or 18 strikeout game i remember i was Mm -hmm. watching i remember i was at dinner that was early what that was 2017 i was at dinner taylor and i were just dating at the time i don't think it was earlier on maybe it wasn't that early in our relationship and i remember we were at uh in fairlawn we were at is it the rail the burger place and i remember oh the game's on right i could kind of see it and then i look and i'm like oh he's got 10 strikeouts it's like the fourth inning i don't remember you know i'm like oh damn and then i'm like oh shit he's at like 13 strikeouts and i like start watching more i'm like oh shit he's at like 15 strike <laughs> like i'm like really <laughs> watching now like holy shit <laughs> like that was crazy so just i almost said rest in peace king he didn't die rest enjoy your retirement just a workhorse a machine just no yeah. emotion just spend time with your family i think he's got a couple daughters right something or, like that something like sure. that yeah so um man he is special and if he could have even kept up 75 percent of that from when he left the guardians till now he would be a hall of famer he just unfortunately the health and the drop-off was too much but it just sucks because if he could have just 
maintained a little bit more a little longer right which that also speaks to hall of fame ballot you know careers of just the longevity piece um and just it's a shame but man he was special vince mcmahon just he was special he was he's the definition so yeah anyway that's all i got yeah i can't think of anything else to say no just jumped right back in Thanks for rocking with us, guys. All the hype on Twitter when we said we were going to come back. Um, really appreciate the love. Someone had said, you know, hey, it's the best part of the 2022 season, and they understood, you know, 2023. You know, that we just had a lot of personal stuff, and the team was hard to follow. Just very kind things, and uh, it means a lot to us that you guys care to listen to us rant. Really me rant and me giving Paul four minutes an episode to talk. But um, Yeah. It, I it, do have one one request. Yeah. We uh, on the On the podcast, man. Twitter account. We have like what, thirty five. It's like three point four, three point four thousand. Yeah. Some of you guys go follow my Twitter account. Yeah, true. Let's be real. Yeah, give him give him a little bump here. He, my man, yeah, like come on now. followers, Un- unacceptable. Yeah. Look, I'm just as much of a co-host as this show, right? You should go give me a follow. Yeah, come Suck on now, that motherfucking like button, subscribe, <laughs> hit the bell icon. Make sure you never, yeah, no, but. PWAGS5100, right? Uh, I will let you know right now. I could always just tweet it out, too. But, yeah. It's the, in our bio. True. It is in our bio. Oh, also... Oh, since this time, real quick, sorry. Uh, shout out. Uh, we won the inaugural Guardians Fantasy Baseball League, so suck our dicks. Yeah, you guys can all just hop on our backs. We're we're literally better than all of you. Yeah. Just out there wheeling, dealing, wine and dine in 69. And- big-time players make big-time plays <laughs> in big-time games, and we stepped up. I won two fantasy leagues last year. That's how fucking different I am. I yeah. won my paid league and won like 800 bucks. Whoops. This was a free league. Honestly, was a lot prouder and more excited to talk shit about winning a free Guardian yeah. Twitter league. Like, it, yeah. it hit different. Oh, and... First year doing an all, I'd never done that format before, even though I'd done fantasy baseball for years. It was brand new to me, learning on the fly. Big time players make big time plays. Sorry, we're just built different. Yeah. Sorry, whoops. Yeah, other podcasts you listen to didn't win the inaugural Guardians Twitter. And guess what? We're running it back, too. We're going back to back. Yeah, this is, look up Dynasty and you'll know what we're about to do. Yeah, you're going to see a picture of the 216 Baseball logo podcast. Yeah. True. It's it, if you Google it right now, it'll actually say Alex and Paul and fantasy baseball. If we come in last, it's gonna be real sad. But do I look worried? Not worried. No. We're coming last. Actually, come on now. Yeah, nobody's actually invited us back, so we might have talked a little. Too much. <laughs> we we got to be doing that. That's only February 11th. We got time. Yeah. First game. We got It's gonna. March it's gonna be after spring training, probably. Yeah. Because last year they wanted to do it in like February, and I couldn't make it. And I'm like, hey, I really want to do this, but like we can't. We could. I think you might have. I couldn't. And then I was like, any reason we're drafting like 45 days before the season starts when literally like half these people are going to be injured? Because that shit sucks. We did yeah. that one year with my paid league, and we drafted like three and a half weeks early, not even a month and a half, and. We all were like, why did we do this again? Like, our whole team's in, like, you know, this sucks. Like, you got to do it within, like, a week or two at most. And so, uh, we got I wonder, maybe we'll bring it up, about making a dynasty league where you can keep, like, one or two players from your last, yeah, the last year, and you can kind of franchise tag them. Yeah, 
true. Shout out to Tom, too, MLB Feel It, for saying that we were a Mickey Mouse team and all that, but brother came in fifth place, so, so I, we can't hear you up here, actually. How about you go ahead and catch this L real quick? <laughs> Just go ahead and hold that. Oh, jeez. I love Tom, but I had to sneak that in there. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, we love you guys. Thanks for understanding. Um, yeah, we'll try and do this as much as we can. No promises. We're just going to kind of keep it low pressure, but try and do much more than we did last year. Even if it's just like every two weeks, just get back yeah. to it. It's cathartic. So anyway. All right. Well, that's all I got. Um, yeah. Go follow us, 216 Baseball Pod on Twitter. And PWAGS5100. Yep. For Paul. And we will see you guys soon. Guards up, baby. Guards up, baby. Let's go.